The old town of Edinburgh has often been described as looking like a fishbone from above. The builders at the time were constrained by hills, locks and marshes, so built over a very small stretch of land that ran down the ridge of Castle Rock. Coincidentally, the town they created resembles a long spine with numerous closes acting as the ribs running off it. A close, or wind, is a small alleyway that runs off the Royal Mile to the north and south of the road, and many of these closes ran steeply downhill, which resulted in the town builders building up and arguably creating the world's first skyscrapers. In some cases, the tenements were believed to be up to 14 storeys high. Some closes were early examples of gated communities, as being a narrow alleyway between two stone buildings, it was easy to block them off and keep the ne'er-do-wells out. At one time, it was believed that there were around 248 separate and unique closes. Our story today takes place just off one of these closes, in a place called Chessel's Court. Chessel's Court is a wonderful hidden gem, consisting of numerous elegant mansion houses built in the late 1740s, and derives its name from the builders, Wright and Merchant Chessel. It's perhaps best known for its links to Robert Louis Stevenson's The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, and the real-life inspiration behind it, William Deacon Brodie, a prominent Edinburgh citizen who led a murky double life as a cabinet maker, deacon of a trades guild, an Edinburgh city councillor by day, and a notorious womaniser and housebreaker by night. Brodie's last crime was an armed raid on the excise office once in Chessel's court. However, this story focuses on a house that local resident Mrs Gordon lived in and the Chessel's Court Lady in Black. The origins of this haunting are not fully known, but are believed to have started sometime in the 18th century. As with most hauntings, it started small. Small enough for Mrs Gordon to have initially thought nothing of it. The first time Mrs Gordon, who normally lived alone, noticed something unusual was on a cold, dark, still, winter's night. As darkness fell, she settled down to read by her fire. With Chessel's court being set back from the busy Royal Mile, there was little noise to disturb her and the only sounds breaking the silence were the ticking of her clock and the crackle from the warm fire. She'd been lost in her reading for a while before she began to realise that something wasn't quite right. Her attention was drawn to the front door of her property. As she listened, she could hear the sound of something outside. Not quite sure what she was hearing, she put down her book and approached the locked door, pressing her ear to the wood. She listened intently and could hear the sound of heavy breathing on the other side of the door, as if someone had been climbing the steps outside her house and stopped for a rest. After a minute or two, the breathing stopped and the welcome silence of the night returned. She thought she lived at the top of a steep set of stairs in an overcrowded city. The heavy breathing she was hearing outside her door could be anyone, a neighbour, a drunk, an animal even, so she paid little heed to it. But this was the first night of many where she'd hear this unsettling sound. Again and again, she'd hear the breathing. This time, she plucked up the courage to take a look and see who it might be. Pulling open the heavy front door, Mrs Gordon saw no one. 
Confused, she took a step outside for a better look, using the candle to illuminate the stairs. She could see only blackness, and she could hear only silence. There was nothing and no one there. This continued over a period of time, and eventually Mrs Gordon soon became accustomed to her breathless guest. Never seen, only heard. That was soon to change, and Mrs Gordon would consider herself the lucky one. The source of the breathing was eventually seen when Mrs Gordon's brother spent the night in the main room in her house. A peaceful evening had passed, and to her relief, there had been no sign of the nocturnal visitor outside her door. Mrs Gordon had feared that her brother would think she'd have lost her mind had she told him of her experiences, but he'd find out about the haunting soon enough. After retiring for the evening and falling swiftly and soundly asleep, Mr Gordon was awoken in the wee small hours by a feeling. A feeling that he wasn't alone. While his eyes grew accustomed to the dark, he fumbled around for a candle and some matches, all the while straining to see what had caused him to wake from his sleep. Eventually he found some matches, and striking one, to his horror, the light from the match illuminated an apparition of a tall, failed woman dressed from head to toe in black, gliding out of a recess and across the room. She made no sound as she moved and didn't acknowledge him, but she was as solid as you or I. As quickly as she appeared, she vanished and Mr Gordon's match went out. It was said that he near lost his mind and understandably fled the house without seeing it the night never to return. Although not much is known about this apparition, the lady in black was believed to have been that of a gentlewoman who lived in the house during much more prosperous times, but sadly hanged herself in the recess where her spirit appeared to Mr Gordon and terrified him so. This wasn't the end of the haunting of Chessel's court. She's been encountered in modern times too. In 1985, a tenant lodged in number 4 Chessel's Court spoke of a terrifying encounter. One night I'd been asleep, but I'd woken up to get myself a drink of water, about 1.30 in the morning. And after climbing back into bed, I heard my landlady's dog growling and scratching at my door to get in. At that same moment, something or someone came through the wall beside me and started to climb over me, and I could feel it pushing down on the blankets. This went on for what seemed like forever, but would say was about two minutes, with a dog growling at the door all the time. It was pitch dark and I froze and wouldn't move. While I was lying there, I was thinking, if I sat up fast, what would happen? Would I be face to face with something that I couldn't see? Or will it just go through me? Something I didn't want to happen for sure. I waited a few moments then got up, turned the light on and looked about the room and out the window. But there was nothing to be found. The next day I told my landlady what had happened and she said she never heard a thing. Now I found that strange in itself as the dog used to sleep just outside her room and every other night when the dog had got up for whatever reason she always woke. But not this time. John Tantalan from the fantastic North Edinburgh Nightmares recently contacted me about a creepy encounter that happened to him while staying in Chessel's Court. John writes, In October of 2016, the same night that John Carpenter played the Usher Hall, we'd friends over from America and they'd asked us to hire them accommodation for a week. 
We got a holiday flat above the Cannons Gate pub, but the group wouldn't arrive until Saturday, so me and my ex Vicky decided to stay in it on the Friday night. Vicky was hungry and ordered a pizza from somewhere nearby to be delivered. Over the next half hour, she heard three or four instances of someone in the stair, each time presuming it to be the delivery driver, answered the door. There was nobody there any time. When the pizza did arrive, the sound of footsteps was entirely different to anything she'd heard in the last half hour. You could hear every noise as clear as day. There was nobody else in any of the flats in the stairs as it was out of season. A spooky evening, make no mistake. 